Authentic Life with Josiah Ball. Hey there, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to whoever's listening to us during the time you are listening to this. Um, I just wanted to take this time to uh, just little, tell you a little bit about uh, this podcast, the ministry, the what I'm doing here, and the, you know, I'm starting Authentic You Ministries, and I want to you know use it to help people discover who they are and their identity and how to live life better authentically, uh, and not from a mindset of you know uh, this is just who I am, so you just got to take me uh, as I am because it's who I am. This is the authentic me, but no reality is the authentic you is who you were created to be. Um, and so that's the whole point of my ministry. That's the point of this podcast and the book I wrote on the subject. Um, so you can support this, uh, by clicking the link in the, um, bio of each one of these episodes, uh, support this podcast. Um, you can give monthly to it, um, or you can, uh, Venmo me also the link of the Venmo would be in the podcast as well. Um, so yeah, I uh, just wanted to, uh, let you know about that. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode with uh, Duke LaMastra. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Your Authentic Life. Uh, today, I have special guest Duke LaMastra on here. Uh, Duke is an author plus a fellow podcaster. You know, He had me on, I think, about a year ago now on his podcast and uh, just thought he'd be an awesome guest for uh, this podcast as well, um, especially when we talk about authenticity with identity and what we're going after. Uh, I recommend listening to his podcast and all the guests that he has on there. It's really incredible. Uh, but yeah, here we are. Duke, how are you doing? Bro, I'm so good. And uh, it's great to see you, man, and connect with you again. And uh, yeah, man, yeah. I'm pumped to be here. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what's new? You you got, you just had a big move in your life. Where, where, where were you? Where are you at now? <laughs> Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been pretty crazy. We were in Mobile, Alabama, down in the okay. very, very deep south. Uh, They're pretty much on the Gulf Coast. And we just moved. So New Year's Eve, man, I was when midnight hit, I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even know that it was New Year's because I was at a U-Haul returning, like checking in a truck. Wow. And it was funny. My my son walked over to me and my my uh, my family was in the car. I'm trying to remember why, what we were doing. Cause I feel like from there anyway, I don't remember what was going on, but my family was in the car and it was like midnight and they were in the parking lot. My son walks over to me and uh, he's like, he's like, Hey dad. And my mind was so just flustered. Like I was so set on just getting this truck checked in. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff makes me nervous. Uh, just making sure I'm doing it right. And all that kind of stuff. And we had just been moving for like four days and we were exhausted and my son walks over. He's like, dad. And I was like, 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 just give me a second. Like, I'm almost done. We'll get out of here. He's like, no, 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 dad, come here. And he just like grabbed me and he hugged me and he was like, happy new year. And it was like 1204 uh -huh. and I didn't even realize it. Wow. <laughs> like totally just went by me. But yeah, man. So it's just been, a, you know, not even quite a month yet at the time wow. of this recording that we're, that we've moved to the Houston area of Texas, Sugarland, Texas. And we are here. The we just the, been sensing it for a long time. The Lord spoke it to us a few years ago, actually, and it's just taken us a while to get everything together and get moved. But uh, we're here to uh, start work on a new church plant. Awesome. So, yeah, man. Awesome. So, uh, what is your involvement with the the church plant? You know, is it you 
is it you leading it or you got a group of people or like what's 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 that all about so there's three of us so it's kind of interesting i think the dynamic at play here um so our church is called legacy church international and uh, our main campus right now is in mobile alabama that's where i've been my wife and i have been for the past 10 or 11 years and um we've it's always been on our heart to plant churches and right now like at this time we've got a few different church plants happening there's um a a few in texas and then um we've got a a new one springing up in the mexico city area and we also have a church campus established in an area outside of mexico city but yeah so is my wife and i and actually our senior pastor who we call him bishop uh but it's the the three of us well the three of us plus my kids yeah (laughs) we moved from alabama to houston so we've actually still we have oversight over the mobile campus still but this is us man very hands-on and just it's the three of us starting from scratch really and uh just all kind of building it together love it i mean it's planning a church getting people involved it's there's a lot that goes into that and uh, a lot of pressure a lot of stress that happens and so um, wow. I mean, the move, you know, you got to be called, you got to know and be called to do it, to do it. For sure. I definitely wouldn't want to do this <laughs> if it wasn't, if it wasn't God, if it wasn't God calling, because it is, man, it's, uh, you know, when you're at the beginning, it's just like anything. I think when you're at the beginning stages of, if you're building your own business or you're planting a church or yeah. whatever it is that you're doing, I mean, all of the stuff at the beginning really falls on you unless you're starting with some kind of a big team or something which obviously in this case we are not and so knowing that god spoke knowing that you have a vision for it that's not just something that you made up but it was birthed in god's heart that's so important and it's so important to keep it in front of you I, i know for me especially over the past few months when we were really struggling to find a place to live and coming up on the end of our lease and trying to like figure out like what are we doing where are we mm-hmm. going like why is this not working out just remembering to go back to well this is what god said this is what god promised this is what god showed us and kind of being able to go back to that vision from god and kind of keep it in front of you is so important when what you're seeing in the natural just doesn't look like it's matching up right. so it's been really really important Awesome. Awesome. So, um, wow. Just about a month you're moved in, you're probably still unpacking boxes and, um, yeah. So what's, what's, um, you know, like I said before, you're, you're an author, um, you've released books before and, uh, how many, how many, how many books have you written? So I've got, uh, two out right now. The first one came out at the tail end of 2019. It's called simple power. And really just kind of a kind of a very simple, practical, introductory approach to living a life of miracles um, and experiencing God's presence and power in daily life. But kind of from the foundation of this all flows from identity and knowing who you are and knowing what God has made available to you and why he wants you to have these things. Yeah. Uh, then the second book I wrote came out at the beginning of 21. And it's called What Is God Saying? And it's just kind of a little bit of a, I don't know if I'd call it step-by-step approach, but 
uh, just kind of, a, I think, hopefully practical approach to learning how to hear God's voice more clearly and consistently. And uh, yeah, and then I've, I've got a book coming out. We were just talking about it a second ago. I've got a new book coming out. Anytime, uh, j- just to be safe here, I'll say uh, within the next month, uh, yeah. I've got a book coming out on uh, the subject of identity. Nice. And where can, uh, you know, do you have a website that people can like go on and look for these books or is it, you know, just go on Amazon and uh, look it up? Yeah, you can definitely find it on Amazon. My personal website is simplepowermedia.com. Cool. And it just kind of follows the theme of that first book that I wrote. I used to do a podcast called the Simple Power Podcast, and I would talk about a lot of those concepts and stuff like that. But uh, the website just kind of stuck. I'll be honest with you, the website's not su- – I haven't updated it recently. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a good place to go to find uh, books that I've written and some other resources. I have some online courses and stuff like that on there as well. Awesome. And a book that my wife wrote on worship that's awesome. I, I totally recommend it. And also it's a good place to go for anybody that might, you know, if you just want to find a way to connect with me further, my social medias are on there and stuff like that. So simplepowermedia.com. Awesome. Yeah. That'll be in the episode description as well. Um, so tell us about this book. What, what spurred it? Um, you're saying it's about identity and uh, what, what's the, I mean, I could guess what spurred it. I mean, we're all dealing with trying to figure out who we are in this earth and here and then yeah. after, but uh, for you, like what, what is the concept of the book? What, what got you going on it? And yeah, talk a little bit about it. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I, you know, I, I think the, the basic concepts of the book I started working on years ago, just kind of writing mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times the Lord will just lead me to write. And I don't always know where it's going to go. I don't always know that it's going to, become something that makes its way into a book. Right. But it's, it's interesting for me whenever, when the Lord leads me to write about something in my mind, I'm always kind of thinking, okay, God wants me to write about something that I know. Mm -hmm. And so I start writing, but then very quickly I realize, no, God doesn't have me here because he wants me to write about something I know. He has me here because he wants to pull something out of me and show me that there's actually more work to be done. Wow. <laughs> and so that's kind of what this journey was with, with this book as well. And I had a really hard time landing on a title. Um, I don't know why I was just having a hard time. Like I had a bunch of titles, uh, ideas that, I, but I wasn't just happy with any of them. And, um, I asked a handful of people to write some acknowledgements for the book. And, um, uh, Dr. Brian Simmons, who is the uh, lead translator for the passion translation of awesome. the Bible. Yeah. Um, he said he suggested a title to me he um and it was uh your reflection in god's face and i thought about it and i really really liked it and so that's the that's going to be the uh title of the book um hopefully no one steals it between now and the time it comes out but that's yeah. what it's called mm-hmm. your your reflection in god's face <laughs> and uh it's a um I, I wanted to, one of the things that I wanted to bring out in the book is the, is, is the reality of the fact that we live in the light of God's face, you know, all the way back in, in numbers, we have that, that blessing that Aaron would declare over the, the nation of Israel. It was, may he make his face shine upon you, lift up his countenance upon you, give you mm-hmm. peace, all of that. Uh, to me, that, that really speaks to me about 
what God wants us to be aware of all the way back then, you know, it was, yeah. I want you to say this. I want you to declare this. I want you to remind the people of this regularly um, about that. It's my desire to shine the light of my face on my people. And for a long time, Josiah, I lived my life from this place of, or this lack of understanding my identity in God and my go-to concept of my heavenly father <clears throat> was an angry God or a God who was just disappointed with me because I wasn't doing things just right. wasn't measuring up. I, yeah. I had this idea that his back was turned toward me or he had his arms crossed, just like not happy. He wasn't smiling at me. The light of his face definitely wasn't shining down on me. It wasn't that at all. And it was just this um, idea that nothing that I did was measuring up and mm -hmm. and um i would never it was you know i would never say that to anybody else i was very gracious with other people and i would talk to other people about identity but at the in the back of my head that's what it was for me so i would go to pray to read my bible to do all these things and and realize that i'm kind of living my life from this place where it, i'm i feel like i'm living in this default reality where god is frustrated with me and God, you know, through the years brought me into just tremendous freedom um, in my life, just through different, you know, experiences and encounters with him and just, you know, other people teaching and all kinds of stuff. It's been a process, but, you know, I really believe that, you know, what if you could, you know, go to work or, you know, if you're a kid and like you're doing chores or you're going to school or you're working on your homework or you're leading a church or you're just like taking care of your kids or spending time with your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, but you were doing all of it from this understanding of I am doing this in Christ mm -hmm. in the light of God's face. Like his face is shining down on me. And so it's something that, um, you know, I don't do that perfectly by any means, no, but no, nobody, I nobody. more and more want to live in that reality of being aware just yeah. even if it's just the back of the mind kind of awareness, but in awareness that no matter what I'm doing, not just when I'm doing spiritual quote unquote things, right. like just going to church and reading, like it's not just that. It's in every area of life, God's connected to me. I'm connected to him. He's yeah. in me. I'm united in Christ. And so just, uh, you know, wanting to express to people how they can become more and more aware of that reality so that they can live it as a reality. Love it. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, we can get so caught up. It's like the, the father Lawrence, uh, practicing the presence, you know, his whole entire life was yes. that like, I'm wrapped up in the presence yeah. of God. I'm washing dishes in the presence of God and people are getting healed. Just washing by, by him washing yeah. dishes because he's, <laughs> is aware of the presence of God in his life during those moments. And that's not easy for everybody to live a life like that. Um, unashamedly live a life like that. And I think a lot of it stems from, uh, what are people going to think if this is how I'm walking my life from around us? And I think rather than living a life that's like, uh, is this pleasing to God or, 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 okay, I need to spend my money in a certain way. That's, that's good for God. And then I spend it for whatever I want, or I am going to do my duties in the morning when I pray worship and then live the rest of my life and then pray worship in the morning. And then, you know, but rather just in those moments being like, okay, this is a, this is a daily walk. This is God with me always He's always shining upon me, you know? And, and, uh, but we do have that mindset that, 
we're walking on eggshells around God where it's like, am I going to, is he going to be frustrated with me because I have this mindset? Is he going to be, he's like, I just want to spend time with you. I just want to be with you and be around you. And um, that's hard. That's hard to grasp. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it took, it took a really long time to get it through my head. And I mean, there's still times when I, I for sure struggle with that. And I have to remind myself like, hold on, like this is not, it's not what this is, right? This isn't, this isn't me trying to measure up to something. I I can't, right? You can't, none of us could measure up there. That's not, that's not the point at all. The point is he came down to our level because we couldn't measure up and he did everything for us. Yep. So often we're just carrying around so much weight of stuff that he's already paid the price for once and for all. And we just carry this stuff around and it's like, I just feel like sometimes God just is looking at me like, like that's, that's not what this is about at all. Like I'm over here. I'm right. wanting to do this with you. And all you can do is think about how bad of a Christian you are. Right. <laughs> like all you can do is like, I don't want to talk about that stuff. I just feel like, you know, so often we come to God. I, I remember, you know, all these times where I'd be in a worship service and spend the first 15, 20 minutes just repenting and feeling bad to finally get to a place where maybe by the times the slow songs started, I could start to, I could actually engage with God and feel okay. Cause I had to get all this repenting. And I just, I just feel like, you know, in God's mind, he's like, it doesn't take all that. You no. know, like even if you did something, whatever you did, you messed up, you fell short whatever like get over it because i've already paid the price for that and that's not where the that's not the extent of my focus in your life you know that's good that's good because you know i think we can preach you know you got to repent and sin turn from your ways and that's the focus of our minds uh like oh i did this again and the shame and guilt comes from our own selves i think it i believe you know there's a neurological study on the mind and the negativity and stuff and there is we were created with um without negativity in our minds you know it's almost mm. like a learned practice or it, it, it all comes from the outside in rather than inside out every pathway in our brain is positive and uh, I think that, you know, Jesus create or God created us that way. Um, Jesus being one with him, but like we, we take upon the shame and guilt based upon our own understanding of what sin really is or uh, mm. what death really is and what it causes rather than take taking on the, the mantle of love and loving who we are to be able to share that love with others because as soon as we don't know who we are and we or 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 we second guess who we are forget our nature divine nature as james says we can uh, turn on people quick hmm. but as soon as we know who we are um it's easier to have compassion for others or compassion for ourselves as well wow yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, my my wife was just teaching yesterday, and she referenced First uh, John three. I think it's verse twenty, and it says, "If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart." Whoa. And she's just reminding us that first of all, 
God is not the one condemning you. Right. <laughs> so like if you're feeling condemned, you're walking in condemnation, that doesn't come from God. You know, right. there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It's like that that's not coming from God. It might be coming from your own heart, but God is greater even than your heart. It's so good. And so, you know, there's this, I've actually been, um, it's been this kind of paradigm adjustment that I've been working on wanting to live under, which is not even, you know, so often I, I think that as Christians, we put so much of the weight of our relationship with God on ourselves. Mm. And so we might be focusing on really great things, you know, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. That's awesome. And I mean, Jesus even said like, this is, this is the first and greatest commandment. Like he said to, this is something to focus on. And so I don't deny that, but if I take that back even further to it's the only way that God could actually ask me to love him that way is if he first loved me that way. That's good. So for me to love God with all my heart, I've got to understand that he loves me with all his heart. And wow. for me to love him with all my strength, I have to understand he loves me with all his, like that, that aspect of God, like how strong is God? I mean, right. it's a dumb question, right? He loves you with all of it. He loves you with all that he is, all of his strength. And so the weight of me even loving God and trying to do that well and wanting to do that well and wanting to serve others and love others well, all of that, it doesn't even start from, from me. And right. so I think that the, the greatest, you know, I, I think that an even greater thing to focus on is not even how well can I love God today? It's, it's understanding how deep the depth of his love goes for me. Because when I understand that, it shows me who I am so that I can love him better and I can love others effectively and all of that's that. Good. So it's a shift in, in my mind that's been pretty recent that I've been, you know, trying to learn how to, how to walk in. Right. Know? Yeah. I think about, uh, you know, in my life recent, well, within the past five years has been a uh, narrative of, God only loves me because of what Jesus did. Come on. And because Jesus died on the cross, wiped away the sins, cleansed us, forgave us. Now, now God can have a relationship with me at that. I accept it. And it wasn't until probably like five years ago, I started really diving into it and be like, okay, this is a different school of thought where you no know, God sent his only son because of love. Yes because he first loved us. And, and rather than now my relationship with God's like, Oh, you, that's why you told the disciples to say Abba. That's why you told the disciples to say to personalize the prayer and be our father mm. rather. And he's like, no, the, the God sent his only son for God. So loved is we, I mean, it's the most memorized verse, John three sixteen. He's talking to Nicodemus. He's like, this is the most memorized verse, but it didn't become a reality to me until like three to five years ago. Like, wow. wow, I'm actually valuable to God. Jesus dying on the cross didn't make me valuable to God. I was already valuable to God that he would send his son for, for That's me. so good. And it's just, blew, it's just blowing my mind and my relationship with God. That's so good, man. And it's interesting too, how, the these these simple truths so often you know first of all that these simple truths can 
often be like some of the most profound truths, but at the same time, it's these ones that I know this happens to me, these things that we've learned that we've heard all of our life, they can be so close to us that we become so familiar with them that mm. we actually miss out on the meat of it, or we, we miss out on the reality of what it actually means. I remember that happened to me with Psalm one, Mm -hmm. um, because I memorized it when I was five, it was six verses and I went to a Christian school and that was like the first thing we did right. <laughs> was we memorized Psalm one, one through six. And so my whole life I've been able to quote it and I never knew what it said until I was probably 32 years old and, and I started to like kind of dig into it. And right. now it's become one of my favorite things to talk about and teach about. But it took me so it, it just it was so familiar to me. And I just think that on a broader scale, we can so easily and so often do that with God and, and oh, yeah. just become so familiar with him. And I think we do it with his people, too. We can become so familiar with people that are close to us. And I just think this happens, man. I think often God is like putting what you need in a familiar package, but because of you know, our own oversight because, you know, I want this, I want my next prophetic word to come from this guy yeah. because he's a big shot or he's someone I don't know or whatever. And it's like, well, what you need might be in your spouse. Mm. What you need might be in your own pastor or leader or a friend of yours, or it might even be that guy that you never talked to because he rubs you the wrong way. But, you know, I, and, and I just think that, um, due to this over familiarity that we often have again with god or with his people we yeah. miss out on things that god wants to show us things that god wants to reveal to us and i think that honor is a really good way uh, i hope i'm not changing the subject here or no. anything but i hope i think that honor is is such a good way to kind of draw that out honoring the people in your life mm. um and honoring god of course because it's it's coming back to that place where again there's this overfamiliarity where I think sometimes we forget to recognize like I'll forget to recognize how good God is yeah. and how much wonder there is just that knowing him because he's always there and so if I'm always just kind of focused on what I know eventually it gets to, I can get to this place where I can feel stale in my relationship with God yeah because it's just what I know but there's so much more that I have yet to discover. And uh, I always forget the reference, but I, I love this verse in Proverbs that says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Mm -hmm. And just as part of our royal, our kingly, our royal identity in God, that is actually, it's part of our glory. It's part of what God has designed us for that when we're willing to search out a matter, um, you know, God doesn't hide things from us to keep them from us. He hides things or he, yeah, he, he, hi he hides things so that we can have the, the joy and the adventure and the wonder of discovering things in wow. partnership with him. And as we, as we, but it only happens through hunger, right? It only happens through that thing inside of you that says, I need to be where you are, mm -hmm. even if it's going to cost me something, even if it's where I don't, you know, I, it's at a level that I don't understand yet. And so, yeah, I think that we've often got to, we've got to kind of push against, fight against that familiarity that happens in our walk with the Lord, because it really can cause us to, you know, miss out on so mm -hmm. much more that he has for us.
Yeah, I think that's why they go, you know, he goes after the childlike faith, you know, the the wonder. That that word was so big for me back in uh, 2020 was the word wonder um, and just discovering and and God, don't, you know, the prayers of my life were like, God, don't let me lose the wonder of your, of your love, the wonder of your mystery and um, open my eyes to your mysteries. And I've been playing a lot of these um, mobile escape room games lately. I don't know if you ever played them, but it's what I love about it for, for me is it's a story you're playing, but you have to like add up stuff or like look at the surrounding area to try to figure right. out and it ends up being like, you know, it's just like a dumb story, just trying to get through these like temples and there's all this stuff, but it's fun for me. Cause I'm like, I'm just so invested in, in the story. And I think that that's what you're saying there. Like God hides these things for us to, to, to be um, uncovered or um, the veil of them being taken off to use that language and have these revelations in our own lives. And I think a lot of it is the hidden in plain sight stuff. That's, you know mm. where you like you you trip over yourself or you, you're kicking yourself or you hit you know you do the face palm because like it was in front of me the whole time how did i not see that this piece fit this piece and there's it you know and um and those some, some of those simple things are the most mind-blowing things that god's just working on in your own personal life and yeah. um and one of my favorite things is in my life is when i feel like god's revealing something to me and then there's confirmation. Um, I'm like, am I the only one thinking this stuff? Like, even <laughs> even when I was talking about um, good. God's loving us before the cross, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, am I the only one that thinks this? Like, am I heretical in thinking this? And come to find out there's other people who have already spoken on this. But I never knew it until I started God opening, God started revealing it to me. And then I started researching it more and seeing like, oh, I'm I'm not as crazy as I think I am. Or I am crazy, you know, mm. depending on who's listening. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I love that. I love how it, it seems to happen like every time when God is revealing something that's new for you, right? Or, you know, when he's revealing something that's, I've never been there before. I've never experienced this with God, how you will start to have those confirmations and others are saying it. And I, I wonder, you know, how much of it is, God connecting me, it, mm. you know, just kind of putting me in the right place at the right time to hear somebody else that's talking about that same thing. And then I, I or, and I also wonder like how much of it is, um, you know, maybe I've heard this before and I just, it just went right over my head because I wasn't in that place yet where, you know, where God was making it real to me yeah or whatever i you know i i just wonder how how much stuff as you said there's so many things hidden in plain sight it's like how much stuff am i missing mm. in my life because i'm not paying attention to what god is doing or whatever but at the end of the day you know he's so faithful to to uh you know bring us back around and to show us the things that we need for the seasons that we're in and stuff like that like he's so good at taking even the things that we we're just bad at the things that we don't do well, the things that we mess up on. And yeah, he's just so good at just positioning us where he's like, all right, I'm not going to let you miss this. Like right. I'm going to make it so clear because honestly, like I, I need, I need that sometimes. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I think it's like you said, it's a constant hunger to, to grow, you know, going from that milk to meat, you're, 
you're a baby drinking milk and all of a sudden, you know, at some point you need to come off the milk and then you're hungry and like you eat. And if you don't keep eating, you're going to become hungry. Um, and that's not to say like, okay, stop reading your Bible for a minute. And so you become more hungry for it because, you know, distance grows the heart fonder. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is the, the constant, I want to grow. I want to mature. Mm. I want to move out of my parents' basement, um, and live a life of understanding and, and, and grow. And that, that constant, like, you know, and, and like you said, he is faithful in those times of silence. And sometimes that's what we need is just the silence is like, God, I'm not hearing from you, but I'm hungry to hear from you, you know, Mm. and, and that longing for him. And I think, I think that's part of our spiritual growth. Um, What would you say about that? Like when, when there's times of just like, I feel like I've hit this wall of my growth and I need a growth Mm. spurt and I'm not hearing from God. Nothing crazy is happening in my life. Life's kind of falling apart. And I just like, I know who I am and my identity, but God, do you, are you, what what happened? (laughs) Well, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, uh, Bill Johnson of of Bethel, um, he said. I remember he said uh, years back. He said, uh, you know, in in the natural, when you want to get hungry, it's very easy because all you have to do is not eat. Mm. He said, sp- in in the spiritual, if you want to get hungry, you actually it's the opposite. You have to eat. Wow. And so there there's times where you know I might feel very disconnected, or I might feel like. God, where are you? Or why isn't this happening? Or why, you know, just different things in my life. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes the thing is that is is me. The thing is like, <laughs> I've changed my relationship with God or I've somehow distanced myself or allowed something to just kind of get in and cloud things up or whatever. And so, you know, that's the first thing that I would check would just be, uh, you know, am I actually drawing near to the heart of God or not. And that might not even, you know, that could look different ways. I mean, I could be reading my Bible, but from a very, you know, like I could be spending time in prayer, but I could be very focused on, again, like some of the stuff we were talking about at the beginning, like I might be doing good spiritual activities, but where's my heart in relation to God? Am I actually going after him or not? Because, you know, reading my Bible and praying from a mindset that says, again, that God's mad or frustrated or whatever, like that can get really old, really boring, really stale, really quick. Right. But if I'm actually drawing near to God, but I'm drawing near to him to see and discover the goodness of, of who he is, yeah, you know, um, then, you know, it's, it's the most exhilarating thing. It's the most exciting thing in the world. I mean, what we, what you talked about a second ago, of you know receiving revelation from God when God reveals something to your heart that you previously didn't know like that's that's a feeling that i mean that's unlike anything else right it's like whoa like like it just i don't know it makes you feel like a giant it makes you feel different and it's you know he's just so good to do that but yeah so anyway i um yeah i just i think that um, you'll never go wrong just drawing near to the source. Mm. So even if you feel like, again, like you feel like you're not hearing clearly, you feel like it's 
in things are not going well, you feel dry or stale, or you feel like you, that same joy and passion is not there. Um, I don't think you'll ever go wrong in just getting close to him, yeah. you know? But again, I think that, you know, sometimes our own mindset gets in the way. I, like I was talking to this young man and he was telling me about these problems he was having and how he was feeling. And, and it was really a lot of identity stuff. And he goes, well, man, you know, I think I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to fast some more and I'm going to do this. And, and I told him, I was like, I was like, listen, bro, you want my honest advice? Don't fast. All right. Don't fast in the mindset you're in right now because you're that's fasting good. from a place of you want to do something to get God to respond to you. And that's not how this works. God's not going to respond to you more because you're fasting. God's not going to, you know, he's not, he's not going to give you favor or approval because you're doing something spiritual, right. you know, or something religious. That's not what this is about at all. And so sometimes we do need that mindset adjustment that just says, God, like, I want to strip everything else away and just make this about you. I want to just make this about me and you. And when you draw near to God like that, I'm not saying it's going to immediately fix the whole situation that you're in or whatever, but right. I, I just think that that's a really, it's a really simple place to start when we don't overcomplicate our relationship with him and we just draw near in that simplicity of just being close to him and knowing him more. And, you know, sometimes it's, I'm drawing near to you, God, not because I want something. Right. You know, I'm drawing near to you just because I love you. Right. And so, yeah, I think this, that, that simplicity of worship is, um, is really, really powerful in those moments. Yeah. You know, I think when it comes to things like, you know, the fasting or doing the Sabbath and I think commandment, you know, or, or that has been said, I think about Jesus talking about the Sabbath. It wasn't created for me. It wasn't created for God. It was created for you. Fasting was created for yeah. us. And everything that he did was to help us. Not God doesn't need us to do all that. He goes, do you think, do I, does he think that our lives would benefit from it? Absolutely. Because mm -hmm. it brings us closer to him in the end. And, it, and, and, and that mindset shift is, it's phenomenal when you, when you're thinking about like, okay, I need to fast. So I can get closer to God fast. It's like, no, like God doesn't need you to fast. He needs you to be present. Fasting yeah. is good for you. It's good, it's good to do, but he wants you to be present. That's why he says, cast your anxieties on me, cast your, the future thoughts on me, because I don't mm -hmm. want you thinking about the future. That's all anxiety. Anxiety is it's not all it is, you know, but it's the huge part of it is, you know, I'm worried about what's going to happen if I do this or what's going to happen tomorrow. And, and it's like, no, just be present, cast that on me. I'll take care of it. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. Yesterday, worry about yesterday. Be present with me. That's so good. Yeah, man. It's a great word. Be present. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where so much fear operates is, is through that kind of that, that what if that uncertainty. Yeah. And when we're, when we're, led by fear or when we respond to fear instead of responding to 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 god you know i <laughs> i think that you know perfect love casts out fear and god is love I, I think that you know fear is just so contrary to the way that god thinks and the way that god operates and mm -hmm. so it's it's not who we are yeah it's not who we are to respond in fear it's not who we are to be you know led or manipulated by fear and 
you know, it, but so much of it lives in that place of, well, what if, what if this doesn't work out? What if this happens? What if you lose your house? What if you lose your job? What if you lose this? And it's just that trying to get you to get ahead of God. Yeah. And it, and it might be, it might be even based on facts, you know, it might, that, that fear oftentimes is based on stuff that's really happening. Like, yeah, there's a really right. good chance you're going to lose your job because of the economy, because of COVID, because of whatever it is. Right. There's a really good chance of that. So it's like, uh, I'm, I, I might be responding. It might be based on facts, but it's not based on truth because it factors out the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. It factors out the fact that even if I lose my job or even if I, you know, end up with this diagnosis or even if whatever number of things happen, God is still bigger than that. And God is still good and God is still faithful and he still loves me and all of that. So, um, yeah, when, when we're, when we're responding or, you know, going about things based on that fear stuff, that anxiety stuff that you talked about, then, uh, yeah, it's, it's like we're in our minds, we're trying to get a, ahead of actually where God is. And so I think that that was such a good word about being, being present with awesome. God. That's so good. Awesome. So, uh, as we're closing up here, last thing I want to ask, um, when you hear, you know, I do this with every, everybody or I try to, sometimes I don't remember, but, um, when you think of the word authenticity or, um, the authentic you as the title of my book, um, is, uh, what to you, what does it mean to you to live an authentic life, to be authentic? Man, what a good question. <laughs> yeah, man, it's so good. And there, there's, there's a few things, um, that come into my mind, but, um, so let me, let me, let me, let me do this. Let me say, you know, just based on kind of what I said a second ago, um, when it comes to being authentic, you know, can, can I, if <laughs> I'm assuming I can't just say Jesus, right. Uh, mm. so I have to give a, a real answer, right? Yeah. but yeah. So, but on that, I mean, so we're created in the image of God Yeah. and God is love. I, I believe everything that God does is from a motivation of love. Um, you know, he, he's always operating from that place. And so if we could learn to be, as we're, as we learn how to, you know, become more and more like Jesus, which I think is the goal here, right? Like right. as we learn how to think more like he thinks and operate more like he operates, I just think that, um, the more that we can be led and motivated by love, the more that that's going to result in us being authentic and authentically representing who mm. God is to the world. And so there's some very practical ways that I can go about that, both in my relationship with God and also in, you know, in just life and relationship with people. And, uh, you know, so if I'm motivated by, by love, first of all, um, I'm not going to be focused on myself. I'm going to be focused on others. Right. So what fear does is fear will always cause me to focus on myself, right? Fear will always cause me to kind of look inward and look out for number one kind of thing. And, you know, the self-preservation becomes yeah. the strategy. And so if I'm faced with something and maybe it's just kind of, you know, pioneering something new that I've never done before, something God's calling me to do, some kind of step of faith or whatever, 
what fear will do is cause me to look at myself and what the negative results could be for me. And then I I could, you know, just not do it or I could figure it out, try to figure it out on my own or a better way to do it or whatever. But if I'm motivated by love, I'm motivated by honoring people, I'm motivated by serving people, then what I can do is I can begin to take on something that it might take me very far outside of my comfort zone. I might not, I might feel like I'm not ready for it or whatever, but because the goal is not my own self-preservation, my goal is somebody else. My goal is the betterment of somebody else, whether it's telling somebody about Jesus or serving somebody well through the work that you do or the business you want to start or the book you want to write or whatever it might be. Right. Right. But if my, if my goal is not me, but my goal is loving well, Mm. um, serving well, honoring well, you know, I think about has one of my favorite just Bible stories and it's, in John chapter 13, when Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And the reason why I love it so much, and I, I probably talk about this a lot, but the reason I love it so much is because in the first few verses of that passage, Jesus, um, he was aware. It talked about his awareness of really his identity and the mm-hmm. assignment that was there. Is, you know, he was aware of the fact that the Father had sent him. He was aware that this was the hour he was in that he had been waiting for that the father had placed all things into his hands it says that he had come from god and he was going back to god it wow. was this incredible moment of identity and understanding the weightiness of the assignment that was on him and in that moment somebody motivated by fear could have done any number of things they they could have done some things that are clearly unbiblical and they could have you know got into this like fear fight and they could have been like all right guys i need you to surround me i need you to come together because i'm going to be betrayed and you know he could have done this thing kind of taking matters into his own hands again somebody motivated by fear Mm. he could have also gone another way where you know the focus could have just been all on him and he could have stood up and you know in light of that awareness of his assignment he could have made that moment about himself Wow. And talk about how he's the Messiah and he's God's chosen and and all this stuff. But what he chose to do was to get down on the floor with a bucket and to wash the feet of his disciples and just serve them in such a real and true and practical way. So when it comes to, you know, authenticity and living that out, you know, authentically representing who Jesus is to the world around us. When it, when it comes to living that way, I think that if we remember, no matter how big we get, no matter how far we go, you know, how many accolades we get or whatever, if we can remember that it's not about that, but it's about serving people. Yeah. You know, it's about, and, and again, I don't care if you're in ministry or not in ministry, or, you know, if you're a stay at home parent, or if you have a business or if you're a millionaire, like, I don't care what, right. <laughs> what the framework you live in is, whatever it is, when we, when we simplify this stuff, I, you know, I think that living authentically and authentically, you know, being you, being the person God created you to be, it's, it's this, we can't ever get so far away from the original assignment of God to love him and to love others. And so I, I think that um, the way that I, uh, I I hope I'm learning how to stay grounded in this stuff is, um, you know, remembering that it's not about me. It's about 
of course it's always about God, but in the practical outworking of life, because he loves people so much, it, so much of it comes down to, you know, serving others well, loving others well. And so taking that assignment of God um, on, on, on every level, you know, again, the basic assignment to love people well, and also, you know, whatever the actual assignment is of your yeah. life, whatever it might be, but doing these things um, with that in mind that I'm not here to be served, as Jesus said, but to serve and to lay my life down. Hey, everybody, that was Duke Lamastra and just an incredible person. I encourage you to go and subscribe to his podcast and uh, links in the bios of each of these episodes where you can connect with uh, the different people we talk with. So make sure you look at those bios, uh, click those links, buy their stuff, support these different people. Uh, but just another reminder, you can support this podcast monthly by clicking the link in the description of the podcast as well. And, uh, or you can Venmo me, you know, that will also be there. So, uh, till next week, have your life be authentic. Oh,